Welcome to this week's session. I am Jay Knowles. I am the pastor here at Grace Baptist Church, and this is our weekly opportunity to take a look at the pages of Scripture together, and our goal each week is to learn God's Word and also how to practically live God's Word in our daily living. So thank you for joining us tonight, and this evening we are going to be starting a brand new series, and we're kicking off a Uh, several weeks of a series on our thinking, our minds. How do we think correctly in a world that has gone seemingly crazy? How do we think correctly in our current culture? It is January as we are recording this session, and it is a time of uh, year in which many people are trying to build and incorporate new habits into their life. It is the time of year that many people make resolutions and they get involved in building new habits. And the reality is that our habits are, in fact, very important. Sometimes our bad habits actually prevent us and keep us from being everything that God wants us to be or that God has created us to be. So we understand that there is a connection between our habits and our level of obedience to Scripture. Now, very often when we think about this issue of habits, what we think about are issues like exercise and dietary practices and smoking and alcohol consumption, lying, stealing, pornography, financial decisions, sleep patterns. Those are the things that very often come to people's minds when we think about habits. But I would suggest to you today that while all these things are important, that we often overlook a very important habit that we all have, and that is our habitual patterns of thinking. So let me share with you a biblical truth, and then what we will do is then apply it to our lives practically of what do we do with this truth. The Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul says this, he says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Paul tells us that we are to set our minds upon something very specific, particularly the things that are above. This is things that would involve heavenly things. They would involve things of God. When Paul talks about setting your minds on something, what he is referring to is our inner disposition. In fact, the idea here is actually built within a verb that is a present tense verb that indicates ongoing action, and it means to have understanding, to be wise, to think, or particularly in this verse, to direct one's mind toward a particular place, to seek after something specifically. And Paul tells us that we are to set our minds, to direct our minds toward things of heaven. Now, we also have to understand that this term is talking not just about our thinking. It's actually including what we value, what we love, what we consider to be of the utmost importance in our lives. 
So the Apostle Paul tells us to make sure that when we are looking at what we value, we're looking at what we love, we're looking at what we think about on a daily basis, we have to make sure that our minds are focused on heavenly things. To set your mind on is literally think on or dwell on things that have uh, that are rather are pleasing to God that have eternal value for us. This is our where our, our minds are to resonate. Now let's take this verse. It's a very simple verse uh, to think about setting our minds on the things of heaven and not on the things of this earth. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's talk a few moments about living what we're learning. What does this mean to set our minds on things above? Well, number one, Based on the teachings of Colossians 3.2, we must conclude that your thinking is a conscious choice. Now, you might not agree with that statement at face value. You might think and believe that, in fact, you don't have any control over your thinking. You don't have the ability to redirect your minds because the reason you feel that way, maybe, is because we all develop habits in how we think. Our minds often go toward a place that we find ourselves thinking about on a consistent basis, on a regular basis. Maybe this is uh, helpful as an illustration. If you're like me, there are times that I will leave my house in the morning and I, I lock the front door and I drive down the road and I get a little ways down the road and I stop and I ask myself, did I lock the door? And on a couple of occasions, from time to time, I'll turn around, go back home, check the front door, and every single time, the door is locked. Now, why is it that I have to stop and do that? Well, because it's a habit. It's something that I do when I leave the house. Our, our lock is not set to where you can lock it and shut it. You have to lock it with a key. And so it's just a habit. I don't even think about it. It just happens every time that I go outside of our house when I leave. But the same is true about our thought patterns. Our thought patterns become so familiar to us and so habitual that very often we are thinking about subjects and things that we don't even know how in the world our minds got on that topic. It has become a habit. Now, if you're going to break a habit, any habit, whether it's a habit of of alcohol or smoking or lying or stealing or pornography or any other habit that we often think about, there has to be a conscious decision that I am going to make a change. And this includes in our thinking. Are you a person who has determined and determines each and every day to think on things that are above? Now, the Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, when he said, take every thought captive and obey Christ. And so when we think about what we're thinking about, we have to stop at times and redirect our thoughts purposefully so that we are not dwelling on things that would be destructive and lead us away from the things of God? Are we constantly thinking on things that are above? The second principle that I think we need to learn from Colossians 3 verse 2 is this, a preoccupation with heavenly things will govern your earthly actions and decisions. We as Christians, those that have faith in Christ, 
we have to live with eternity in mind. What I mean by that is we don't live each and every day as if all that matters is the things of this world, the things that we see, the things that we experience in this world. Our mindset and our subsequent values should be radically different from the world's philosophy and the world's actions. Why? Well, because if I am thinking about things of heaven and my mind is dwelling on heavenly things, it only stands to reason that what I value is going to be different than our secular culture. It only stands to reason that I'm going to love things that God loves. It stands to reason that my attitudes are going to reflect a Christ-likeness because my thinking is being directed by things from above. So when I think on things that are heavenly, that are God-honoring, it will govern my actions, my decisions, and even my attitudes. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about this in the second session But we live in a fallen world, and it doesn't take really very long to observe the world in which we live in to know that we live in a very fallen place. It's pretty chaotic right now here in American culture. Christians are to have a mindset that is not consumed and dominated only with the things of this world and the things of this age. We have to think from an eternal perspective. Number three, what I want you to learn from this very simple verse is that, and this is a very important clarification, this does not grant permission for believers to withdraw from all activities of this world. Christians, people who have their faith in Christ, are called to be faithful servants here on earth. In other words, we are not permitted to disregard the world. We are not called to ignore the world and not be a part of what is happening in our culture. Now, I don't know about you, but for me personally, it is very tempting to want to just throw your hands up, go live on a compound somewhere and just say, hey, you know what? The world's too crazy. I I don't even want to get involved. That's not the right mindset. It's not that we don't want to be involved in the world and be good stewards of the world. And as we are commanded in Scripture, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ in this world. We can't do that in isolation. What Paul is saying about think on things that are heavenly, think on things that are above, he is arguing that while we should have right concern about what is happening in our world, especially today in American history, we have to keep it in eternal perspective. This world is not our home. The chaos in our culture today is not the end all. There is hope of eternity. We as believers, we are also commanded to maintain normal Christ-centered, God-honoring relationships in this world while we keep Christ at the center of our lives. I say that to say this. When we think about setting our minds on the things of heaven, that should impact our homes. It should impact how we behave ourselves at our place of employment. And, by the way, in our current cultural situation, it should influence and impact how we behave as citizens of this country. 
We are called to be good citizens. We are called to be obedient to those that govern over us. We are called to vote and participate in the political process. We can even be patriotic in a right sense. But what it does mean is that our ultimate allegiance is to Christ himself. We are not just consumed with the matters of this world. We don't want to live in disregard to them. We don't want to live in isolation from them, but we want to keep them in eternal perspective and making sure that we are living in right relationship in all human relationships that we have. And then the fourth principle that I want you to learn from this verse um, during this session is that all earthly things are not evil. This is something that I've been thinking an awful lot about lately in some of the preaching we've been doing here in our ministry, is that all earthly things are not evil. In fact, God has given us earthly things to enjoy. But when Paul says to keep your internal disposition on the things of heaven, it means that the things of this world don't become our ultimate priority. In fact, Paul said this in 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. He says, We are not to set our hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us everything to enjoy. So we have to understand that there are things in this world that we can enjoy within the boundaries that God has set for us, and that's a blessing. So setting our minds on the things of heaven doesn't mean we disregard or ignore the world. It doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the things of this world. It means that they don't take the ultimate precedent or priority in our lives because we are too consumed and focused on eternal matters. We could say it this way, harmless things become harmful things when they take the place of God in our lives. So don't make earthly things your priority. Don't make them your ultimate goal or the preoccupation of your mind. Be preoccupied with the things of God. Now, I leave you with my prayer for this series. My prayer over the next few weeks is that you would learn how to regulate your emotions, choose your thoughts wisely through the power of the Holy Spirit, and live a life that is glorifying to God. And my friend, it begins in your mind. Are you a person who sets your affections, your inner disposition, your thinking, your soul? Are you a are you one who thinks on heavenly things? Does that dominate your life? Thank you for listening and thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you again next week for the second session. In the meantime, you can visit us at gracenc.org and you can get more information about our ministry. You can also find our Facebook page and we would love to have you follow us there on Facebook. You also can check us out on Instagram and we are so thankful for you joining us tonight and we hope to see you very, very soon. God bless you.